Um, this is the WTDG, uh, where, you know, the best thing about doing a predictions podcast at the end of February is that we already got two months down, right? So, so I predict that, you know, by the end of February, we'll have some, some good games out this year. And I'm right, actually. I predict that we're going to see a lot of uh, buggy games, a lot of Unreal Engine 4 games that are coming in with shader issues uh, that are causing stuttering on PC. And, and you know, a lot of it's going to be related to... Can you, can you, can you guess technology. the game that this would be? Can you guess? Uh, I can guess a couple of them. I could guess Wild Hearts. All right. I, I could I think, guess Returnal. Well, I, I'm going to guess that Wild Hearts is going to come out and be bug-free. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be the game of the year. You know, Returnal is the first game in a long time that I left a negative review for on Steam. Really? I, I, I thought yeah. you liked it. I liked it until I was done with it, and then I was like, that's it? Oh, Aww. okay. What a bummer. Um, so the way we usually do this, we do the other year. We go back on the other year. So the 2022 are predictions really? and see what we got right. And we got some things right. It's hard to get things right, though. I think that is it's... it. Well, I think that it's easy to make uh, boring predictions and get it right. Well, like, I think I, I yeah. asked Nate. I was like, Nate, what's your what's your uh, yeah? Slam Nate right at the <laughs> right right. And to... he's like, Breath of the Wild two will be good. I think we already said. I mean, I feel like we, so we have stuff like that that we've made predictions, but those are boring predictions. Yes. Um, so we gotta get spicy. It's in, gotta be complicated. All right. I got a, I got a couple that are a little spicy and complicated and I think I knocked one out of the park. I'm so excited about it. But in 2022, uh, James, you predicted it would be year of Kirby and you interpreted this as either you kind of option selected this as it, was it an could be select. a Nintendo mascot or for me. And I think that this is one of the ones that I'll say, like, like what, what's the, um, the the truth meter on like the politifact or whatever like this one is like this one is like pretty true um I, I think overall i think it was a it was both a fairly good year for me and um importantly uh kirby got uh on my uh game of the year the, uh, it was the best game on switch that year uh it was the only game on switch uh really last year so 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 i think this was a good this is a good prediction. Um, I guessed that new Nintendo Switch would be announced in fall, better hardware, all games would be backwards compatible. Incorrect. It didn't happen. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 will be only reason to use Switch, uh, and then I guess that Breath of the Wild 2 will be game of the year. So, I mean, I was one year, so so I can't even harp on on uh, the young Nate's prediction when, when uh, I did this a year ago. Um, I said that it was an insane guess, but that Nintendo would be bought by Tencent. Obviously didn't happen. Uh, you predicted that Diablo 4 would be game of the year if it came out. So n another, you know, nothing, uh, you know, another, like, lazier guess, and it did not come out. Here's a great guess. I said that Street Fighter 6 would be announced with a beta at the end of the year, and I was absolutely right. Street Fighter 6 was announced, and there was a beta at the end of the year. Um, uh, Path of Exile 2 release date... Uh, Blizzard, I have nope. Blizzard announces Didn't a massive one. new project. WoW put into maintenance mode. They won't do expansions in the future. But I'm that, that that was less of a guess. That was wrong. And, that was less of also. a guess and more of like a prayer. Like I, I'm trying to wish. Like you know when you um, wish things and you try and put it out into the existence, you just like um have like daily affirmations or something. I just kind of daily. I have a daily affirmation. I wake up in the morning and I just say like, is Trump dead? No. Uh, is is WoW gone? No. Okay. All right. Another day. So, uh, James, Elden Ring will be divisive. 
he will like it, but most Souls fans won't. General population will play this and make Souls a household name. I think that's... Well, I don't know if Elden Ring is, like, super divisive. I feel like even most people who have something negative to say generally really like Elden Ring. Or they respect right? it. Or they or they respect it, right? Sure. Yeah, I can see it. Um, you, you said that Steam Deck will be very good, but janky. Um, we talked about this, too, and... Um, Steam Deck is fantastic, and I don't notice... I don't feel like it's janky. It's not janky. Uh, there are some games where you wish it would run a little bit better. Even games like uh, Vampire Survivors that are, like, pretty low-res, like, not really intense graphics, but it still seems to uh, have trouble with games that are running a lot of calculations at once. Yeah, it's a bummer because it, it looks... It, it generally looks so good. Um, maybe it'll just it'll just take time for things to get more, like, optimized for it or something. But but nothing runs, like, fantastic on it. But it, I'm not saying that... It, it's, it's usually pretty minor, but it's something you might notice. Like, I mean, it's... How much more can you ask for, though, I guess? Like, how much more powerful does it have to be? Um, it, it does... It does its job very well. Um, I said that there'd be a, client, a Valorant client update, and I was right. I mean, that's not even that crazy of a... Of a guess, I said there was gonna be a new a client gun. update. Is it actually a client? It looks like all they did is like put a like they changed the UI. It's... Yeah, I guess so. I don't think it's doing well. Client, well, they, well, changing the UI and like they 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 did change a lot with like just the. I mean, it, what's the argument? I could because the client is the the uh, like Riot client, um, and we knew that actually. I because I had guessed that I, I was correct in twenty twenty one, guessing that there would be a Riot client. Um, in 2022, and then there, in fact, was. So, uh, there, but there was a Valorant, at least there's a UI update. Um, and I said that this would be the best year in gaming for a while. So, uh, I was correct on that one. So, I mean, we, we got a few there. That's pretty good. Um, to, but moving on, we've got some better. Oh, you put a little sad one, and that has a little sad face. Um, so here's a, here's an easy uh, layup one that that I'm gonna uh, that is lazy and and I think is is really good. Oh, it is. A, it's lazy. But I'm trying to I, I'm trying to to qualify it to make it a little bit more exciting. I think this is a huge year for fighting games. Uh, uh, I have big Twitch numbers. I want. Uh, I think it's streamers are gonna be playing uh, Street Fighter and getting regular people into the genre. You I, know what, what people love? What? One million dollars. They do. People love one million dollars. And that's what Capcom yeah. is offering. Yeah, a two million dollar prize pool. Wow. A two million dollar prize pool and one million dollars for for uh, uh, grand final for being the uh, first place finish. First place gets so, one million dollars. So I th I think that that kind of stuff is really smart because more than m fighting games are specifically maybe the games that are geared towards esportsifying this the immediately when they're out anyway. That's what people. That's the way that people interact with them. It's not like overwatch where people are interacting with them in a fun way and then the the esports you know so so i think just putting a lot of money into it up front is is a positive thing um and i also wonder if my i guess my prediction is that like the the real to get into like the nuts and bolts the banjo kazooie of this uh of this prediction is that I think that Street Fighter... I'm saying that I think that Street Fighter 6 will be like Street Fighter 4 and that it will be like a revival of the genre that uh, that a lot of people will get onboarded because of it and that be, because of Street Fighter 6, we'll see 
huge increase to the numbers of you know like Tekken 8 and uh Grand Blue Rising and stuff like that but there's a lot of fighting games that are coming out this year um uh there's a lot of like updates and stuff coming out this year for fighting games so um you uh you you give me one of yours let's let's see what you got all right this is boring also but best year for video games since 2007 i feel like we've been doing so if, that one you, but but think about the games this since year 2007 right? we've got think about it we've got the starfield coming out we've got baldur's yeah, we, gate 3 we've got diablo 4 we might have hades 2 we've got breath of the wild 2 we have hi-fi rush yeah right these are big games these are exciting names. Street Fighter 6, Tekken 8. I don't know if Tekken 8 will release this year, but it does it have a a release date or is it is it going to be Mortal fun? Kombat. Mortal Kombat is another name. That's coming out this year. You said you said that I should say that 2023 is nutso butso, so I guess we'll get that one out of the way. That's the same sort of thing, but but don't you feel it isn't there like a and like games are releasing fast and furious already. We've already got the the Hogwarts Legacy. We've already got the Hi-Fi Rush. We've got Wild Hearts, which, from people who can play it, I hear it's terrific. Really? It, it's it's yeah. Well, I did, okay, so it's just it's just the, the negative the stuff issue. is more just like the the run. It's not optimized. Yeah, it's it's poorly optimized. Is it optimized for, for anything? Is it optimized for yeah, PS4? It works fine so it works consoles. fine on consoles. Okay. On the PS5, we're up to the PS5 now. Yeah, I always forget that. It's so weird to do. <laughs> it's so weird that we talked so much about video games and I cannot think of the consoles at all we've got everyone's excited about this destiny people it was trend the witness was trending on twitter and it is not because of jonathan blows the witness it's because the newest destiny trailer is buck wild it's a it's it's a big year for video games ryan it's a big year for you video not games. feel it i feel it i feel i feel it especially because i'm playing hi-fi rush which is incredible um and with that, let me give you another one. Diablo 4 is the only good Blizzard game. It's going to be the, the... When Diablo 4 releases, people are going to be like, Blizzard still knows how to make games? Huh? Okay, so can I... I want to... Um, I want to addend to this. I want to add an, 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 uh, a, a little bit of, of my flair on this. I think that Diablo, Diablo 4 will release with good reviews, but there's going to be something in it that is so bad that will like tank the goodwill, uh, and I I'm, I don't I'm not sure what it, it's going to be. Write this down. Like it's going to be because because when we come back in 2024, can you believe it? 2024 believe is it? on us. When we come back in 2024, we're gonna we're gonna come back to this and be like, actually, uh, Diablo 4 was fine. It was just boring. Yeah, so I'm I'm something a la the auction house. I think that there's going to be I think that no. it's going to release right or, or or a balance. I'm thinking it's going to be more of a balancing issue. Like it's going to release to really good reviews, and the uh, you know the the initial impression of it is going to be fantastic. It's going to be like you know the opening hours of this and all the way up until like the, the late game is very good and then there's gonna be something where just like the the late game the post credits stuff is gonna be really bad i don't know if it's gonna um maybe 
the uh, the gear isn't fun at all, or the drop rates are really messed up. In we've it, seen, like, we've up seen the gear. It's gonna we've be. It. It's gonna be. People are gonna be upset. Something something bad is gonna happen. I, but I have faith. But it's it's well. I mean, there's no reason to have faith. It's Blizzard. I have faith that Blizzard will ruin this somehow. Um, Diablo and, three has been has been going strong. Like they're continuing to release. They're continually updating that game with new seasons, and it's good. Diablo uh, still does a lot really of good like things, the direction but of Diablo two even people like what they're doing with the remaster. Diablo I, still does a lot of things. Ooh. Well, Diablo two had like a two had wasn't that like review bombed when it came out? Wasn't wasn't there something big with that? Was it like was did, was there like a anti cheat or something that that people? Yeah, didn't... people were annoyed that it was an always online game. Okay, uh, yeah. Guess so I think... what? Diablo prediction Diablo four always online. Yeah. I think Diablo Four is going to have a a huge issue um, in 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 some area that people like a balance issue or people are going to like hit a wall or or it's Blizzard you know it, there might just be like some disgusting ass thing that's added in like a day one patch where there's a, a, a like suddenly there's a shop in the game where you can pay real money for for upgrades and it's going to like devalue what if instead of giving you upgrades it gave you tokens that you could use for upgrades then it's okay yeah so they'll do that give me another one people are going to get excited about vr again because people are going to start playing psvr 2 they got this psvr 2 it's on its way the sequel they got this horizon zero dawn people are going to be picking it up people are going to play pistol whip uh the best vr game they're going to pick that up because it's coming uh, to PSVR 2 because there's not going to be too many things and people are going to be like, holy fuck, VR can be cool. And people are going to start talking about it. And maybe, just maybe, we get another publisher being like, we're going to do a big VR game. Maybe it's Valve. Maybe they're like, we're doing an index update and we're doing, uh, you know, uh, uh, some sort of like a Team Fortress or like a Portal VR, right? Portal yeah. VR. Uh, get everyone sick. <laughs> That would that would be that would easily get me sick. Um, here's here's my big one. Here's the one that I'm more excited about is that I think that there is going to be a Nintendo phone, and and I'm gonna Shut get up. I'm gonna get into this. So so whether I, I I don't this is one of those things where like I think this is a long shot, but I think it makes so much sense. So you know Switch, we 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 love that system. It, it, it they're so so good, and also it it was really like. Nintendo carved themselves out a, a, a like a, a, a niche kind of where the other companies are doing the like PC slash console games and Nintendo is doing mobile and, and was doing the like mobile console game right um, but there's a lot of areas like Nintendo is just in this weird spot now where where it's we're, we're kind of like we're really really late into the Switch life cycle. Um, we've ex- been expecting. I think there's been a couple years mm-hmm. where we've been expecting the the Switch Two, as per you know me and the last year. I guess that there's going to be a a updated like beefier Switch, and it, that hasn't happened yet. So I think that the it, 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 we're really obviously heading towards like a new Nintendo console. But how would they stand out? Like I don't think Nintendo could stand out well with. A, a going mm. backwards and being a, a, a like standalone TV console. So I think they want to do. Let me let me iterate on your phone idea. Nintendo releases a Nintendo phone, uh, but it doesn't make phone calls. It only plays games. 
I don't know why they would do it. I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> it would be such an upsetting and weird thing to do. I just feel like <laughs> like it would be like this sounds like a crazy idea at first, but the more I think about it, the more insane it is. Like the the they they would make a phone that they would release that would be like, you know, optimized for their games and still gets calls so you're always walking around. It would be a bigger you know, than an I, the current like iPhone 14 XS Max, and it would be like a larger phone that is like geared towards like the old like what was it Engage or whatever it was. There there'll be it'll be a, a a they're gonna return to that wacky ass phone console idea, but they're the company that can make it happen. And like I think it just makes more sense is is because now that Steam Deck is out, I think that like handheld console that size that that market is even somewhere where nintendo isn't alone and it would be just crazy if they said like here's a phone we're gonna give you we're gonna get you a literal phone that you can get a actual you know phone plan for and the app store we are going to be releasing like you know our apps and our phones and stuff i i just don't know that they want to have a marketplace like nobody is going to buy a nintendo phone that only has like that doesn't have access to the games that are like on Android and Apple. You have to start somewhere though. You know, like the, the marketplace would have to start somewhere. I guess they would have to ha- obviously have um, new developers coming to their, their platform reporting games over from uh, Android or iOS. I mean, most, a lot of games, most games um, do like, there's not, ge- there's generally not a lot of, uh, of exclusives in in the mobile world with especially with big games at most big games are 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 cross-platform with android and ios so so it wouldn't shock me to say that like nintendo could just do this and then just allow developers to other developers to put their stuff up on on the nintendo uh shop so i i, I think that this is my guess i just think it makes a lot of sense uh uh and like i don't know how like are they gonna would they just make another switch I don't. I don't know. I. I don't feel like it, especially in a post Steam Deck world. Uh, give me. Give me. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Breath of the Wild doesn't run as well as the first game. Breath of the Wild Two, Tears of the Kingdom, actually doesn't run as well as the first, and it reminds people that the Switch is outdated hardware. People are going to be complaining about the Switch hardware, and this is what finally gets Nintendo to be like, "All right, Switch Two coming out it's real you play all your switch games on it and then and then this annoys people because they want to play breath of the wild now but they want to have a good experience with it so what do they do and, and i feel like this is the thing that uh is, is gonna frustrate people about about breath of the wild maybe too. switch 2 will be like a, it's already under your sheet kind of thing of like hey breath of the wild is is coming out and shock surprise the new switch is coming out like a new a new switch update is coming out would you buy it would you buy another switch maybe um it, it depends if is it like future proofing like it's like a stronger switch it's a better it's better hardware and now i could go back and play hardware. like Let's say it's just if, better hardware. if it if it runs stuff better than the old switch and you could go back and play like hyrule warriors or something then you would want to do that yeah you would go back and play old games maybe i don't really do that but but uh but i might do it just to have a really good time with breath of the wild too um, um, yeah, I do want to play that, but I don't know if I could justify a whole console on it, especially when I have the Steam Deck. I would just honestly, I, I might see if I could get a uh, Switch emulator going if that's the case, if that's where it ends up. I was trying not to have too many like boring lobs over the plate. So my last, 
prediction is going to be that um, I think Riot's going to start publishing games, a lot, a lot of games, and starts and and selling them on the Riot. There's client. a lot of Riot games these days. There's a lot I'm of Riot games, but what if Steam. they just start publishing? Putting them out on Steam, huh? No, like I, I don't. They wouldn't even put them out on Steam. They put them on the Riot client. Right now they're on Steam. They got that Ziggs game. Ziggs, you could play as Ziggs on Steam. You could play as um, the the Shadow King, right? They roll it back. Can they you play as the Shadow King? You can't play as the Shadow King. In, in the, the, the Shadow, Shadow King game, no. Well, how about this? Uh, Marvel Snap declines in popularity, frowning face. Uh, it hasn't caught on, right? Like, like this game has came out and it was good, but the numbers aren't good. Really? Right? I always like, thought they were, not, but, but... We're not seeing the numbers that we saw for uh, Hearthstone or anything like that. I and mean, maybe that's just like a giant... Hearthstone came out at like the right time and the place. And, and Hearthstone... I go a lot by Twitch metrics. Yeah. Uh, I do. And the Twitch metrics for Hearthstone were very good. And, and that's because of the way that Blizzard marketed it, where they gave beta access uh, to League of Legends players. So whenever League of Legends players were in like these 20 minute long queues, uh, they would just they would just play Hearthstone. Right. And, and with Marvel Snap, people are playing it like... Uh, and and important people, prominent people in the scene are playing it, like Day9, uh, Brian Kibler. Uh, Toast plays it off stream yesterday that he had it. He was streaming it, though. Uh, the numbers weren't good, and he was streaming it because it was a uh, sponsored stream. Uh, yeah. But the numbers, they, they don't look good. I don't know what's going to pull people to this game. I, I don't know what's going to make people play it. Um, Sokovia, it's the hot location right now. I feel like some people are going to uninstall. You know, people don't want to play Sokovia. So, unfortunately, I just uh, I just don't know what the future looks like for Marvel Snap. Interesting. I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's if it's one of those things where just the more time that goes on, the more people will see like, oh, they're still coming out with stuff for Snap, and like, oh, let me get let me check this out. I think that the the new player onboarding for Snap is fantastic, so it's easy to recommend it for people, even when, uh, because for for so long, it's like like you don't have to worry about the the later game grind for cards or anything like that or balance for so long. Like there's hundreds of hours of gameplay before that becomes like an issue, and you start seeing that kind of stuff. So, so maybe it'll just remain a solid option. I wonder. Yeah, I. I don't I love the, a lot of the Snap um, content producers. Like, I, I do watch Snap content producers sometimes, and I think, like, there's there's always this, like, thing of, like, there, some of the people who are actually good at the game and have interesting opinions on the game are not as, like, charismatic or interesting to watch. And some of the people who are immediately charismatic, we're like, oh, this guy, like, I, I really like the way that this person talks. And like, it seems like they, they're really high energy. They're really excited about this game. And then the more you're watching, you're just like, wait, or are they like rank 40? Like, what are they doing? Like what they're like, that like, it'll be like, this is the, the deck that tears up the meta. And it's like a deck where they Cosmo and then got green goblin themselves. And they're like, this is crazy. No one sees this coming. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, it, it's, it's so hard to like understand what, what gets people, what gets people excited for Marvel snap? I don't know. And get, I think the other thing it? about Marvel snap that I think it, it, that is very, uh, that is kind of weird sell is that up front, I think a lot of Marvel snap, it, 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 pres it kind of presents itself as 
more simple than a game like Hearthstone. So I think that when, because I, I, like, I, from one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, FG3000, who does a lot of, um, uh, like, mobile games, and he does a lot of gotcha games and, and, and stuff, uh, he is who got me into this, actually, like, because he, he was Marvel playing Snap. it. He got me into Marvel Snap because he, like, I, I had no interest in it. And then when they when it ha- had its uh, its full, like, release on iOS, um, he was playing it and was like, this game is unbelievable. Like, I recommend this to everybody. This is not what you think it is. Like, it's it's so much better than than it looks up front and was showing some games. And I was like, all right, I could I could see it. And and that, like, new player experience was very good. So, like, that, that, that really hooked me. Um but I, but before, prior to that, whenever I had seen videos of it, th- outside of the fact that Ben Brode was on the team, I don't think I saw anything that I actually liked. I think a lot of times when you look at a Marvel Snap card, there's to me there's just something prior to playing Marvel Snap that is like they're so simplistic, um, they're they're like too simplistic. Like I, it almost just looks like, like I like I, I thought the game was more just like okay, I have a bunch of like superheroes that have numbers on them and then i just kind of like play them into three different slots and i'm trying to win two of the slots and there's there's obviously like that's so reductive and there's so much more to it than that and um uh yeah like it's it's hard to i think it's hard to explain that to people i i wonder if like i wonder what it would be that if, if people are not interested in it i wonder what makes people not interested in it. is it because the games are short so there's like less time to develop something deep like maybe it does feel that way too, though, right? Like it, it does feel like sometimes there's not like this big overarching thing that's going on. You do maybe... feel smart. You do feel clever. There are like these amazing like look at this board and look what happened. But it's not like the I was developing this over three turns and, you know. Well, maybe one of the big things that the game will actually need to, to uh, reverse your uh, prediction would be um, getting, you know, the new modes and making a more consistent like kind of like pro scene if that starts coming up or or hosting events and if i i think that maybe the game would show better in the first tournament happened this week the the this past weekend yeah so maybe maybe the game would show better in like a bigger tournament and like with with the cube system and everything with people with like you know people bringing different decks and like fighting the same decks over again and then getting to develop like an inner meta uh uh between those decks i i i think that there's a lot of room it's hard to say that like i i also like i feel like the number i feel like the money is definitely like this this game probably is making a lot of money i i just have to think it's expensive it's expensive It's, it's expensive and i but i feel like but when i look around maybe it's because of like the ranks that i'm playing at or whatever but when I look around, it's like people are buying. I, I I am buying those packs. People are buying those packs. And then when like when something happens, when like you know it's a good week for Thanos or or Galactus or something, you're 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 just playing ladder, thinking like, wait, how does everyone have Thanos? Like, everyone everyone have have Galactus? Everyone like, does have Thanos. Like, because Thanos is the best, is the thing that's wor- the most worth tokens. Did you know Kang is also going to be a big bad? Yeah, he's going to stay in series five. He looks so bad. He looks so awful. He doesn't do anything. He looks terrible. He looks like he, they're, they're, he's going to have to get reworked or something because the, the, he's very flavorful, but but the, like he needs to be like a zero zero or something. So it's just any turn that you want to redo it. Like maybe on turn three, you want to see that like they're 
you want to check to see if they have a goblin to put into sinister yeah. London or there, something. There are some very dumb people who are like, he's going to be awesome and negative. And it's like, you're, you have no idea what you're talking. Well, I, I think that's the, they're, 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 they're like on a, it, shows, it, it goes to show that people don't understand what the card's going to do. If we're le- if we're like leaving the predictions, which I think we are done with predictions. One no, re- I have one more. Okay. Do you want to hear it? I, I want to hear it. I'm, I'm reading it. My game of the year is a game that I have not heard of yet. I think that's a, that's a fair one. I always think that like one of the most interesting things about this era of video games is that there's such good surprise games and double A games and indie yeah. devs and all this but kind of what stuff. What we need is we need a new roguelite. You know, the best roguelites all came out many years ago. The best ones, you know, there there's four for me. It's Dead Cells. It's Enter the Gungeon. It's Hades, it's Dead Cells, and it's Risk of Rain 2. We need another one. We need, we need those Enter the Gungeon guys to make a new game. We yeah. need Dodge Roll. Come back and make something else. Because Enter the Gungeon had the best feeling like synergies. It had like the coolest loot. And that's what I want. Just give me, give me another one of those. Give me that cool loot. Yeah, I could, I could go for a, 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 a steamy... A steamy roguelike. I played something, one. Something I played on Endless Dungeon. I could play on the Steam Deck. If we're getting into video games, I played Endless Dungeon, and that is, nice. I, as far as I know, that's basically like a roguelike where you play as different characters and you're going deeper into a dungeon. And one of the kind of cool, one of the initially cool conceits of it is that um, it's almost like tower defense. This game that's not. It's not out yet, right? It's, it's not out yet. There was, is... a, there was a. There was a. There was a beta. If you there, there's like different. You know, act. There's different. Um, prices of it and the like the, the a little bit more expensive one gave you like access to a beta and i i was looking at it and i was like oh, yeah i really want to see what this is all about so i i i, I got it and i was i was feeling i was in a very roguish mood so so it's like a top-down twin sticky kind of roguelike where you pick a character um i there's gonna be a lot of things that i don't really know about it because i played a little bit and thought like this is good and it's in like a heavy heavy like you know limited access beta and that it's 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 having its full launch in a couple months and even i think even when you start the game they're like hey this is like an older build um there's like things we haven't added in this in in that are that is going to go live with like just, the just the, finish your game you yeah know? just finish your game um but what the, the the main conceit of it that i think that makes it a little bit different um uh i, I and why i could imagine it being just kind of a cool game is that uh, the idea of is that you're exploring room to room, kind of fighting enemies, and then when you find like a major like door that's going to lead to the next area, um, it, it like notifies you that you know there's going to be like a huge constant wave of enemies, and they're coming through all they're they're like spawning in the different rooms and going back to like almost the room you started in. Um, like you can imagine like a regular roguelike where you start in a room and then you're branching off into different rooms and then the end of it is like you having to protect this crystal that's, uh, that's, uh, in like the initial room. And then there's also like things to protect in other rooms to get more loot, but you can set up these traps and turrets and stuff, uh, that this is something that anyone can do that like there's nodes on the ground that you spend the resources you're getting to set up traps and turrets and stuff to make the mm, waves of enemies yeah. more manageable. I think it could be it could be a pretty cool game, um, but we'll see that that'll have its its full launch. But I, I, I agree with, with you. Like it, it's I'm I'm always trying to think about like what the it's what it's going to be the year of. Last year was unmistakably the year of survivors. 
of a uh, of vampire survivors type of games where uh, a bullet well, heavens. This, oh, so you want to know? Uh, it's extraction, right? Like people are. It's been extraction. People are horned for extraction. They just want to extract. So you think that 2023 is the year of extraction? I think that it's been, like, always in the back. The year of extraction. Call of Duty's already done it, right? Like, they did the DMZ. You've got Tarkov, which is uh, having a, a huge... Uh, there, there's panic in the Tarkov community right now. Panic in the streets. Over, over the revelation that the game is so full of cheaters so many cheaters in tarkov uh really interesting video about uh the wiggle that ruined tarkov hmm. neat video uh you've got uh what is the dbz one called oh my god the 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 one where you play as like regular the breakers dragon ball the breakers that is the one of the weirdest games i have ever seen recent reviews mostly negative 35 percent positive Yikes. Why is it $20? Why isn't it free? And then I pay to play as Frieza or Broly. Broly. I want to pay to play as Broly. So what else? So I, I've been you're, playing. You're almost done. Did you like it? I liked it. I liked it, so, I liked it so far, but I wasn't like in love with it the way that I'm in love with Hi-Fi Rush. And you mentioned this a couple of times. I played Hi-Fi Rush. But I played it a couple of times. I got to say... Hi-Fi Rush is fantastic. $30, $30, it's on it's Game, on Game Pass, Pass, whatever that is. And $30, oh my god, you cannot beat this. This is one of the coolest games I've played in a while. Um, rarely do, like, I, I usually tend, I, I tend to, like, like, for a lot of single-player games, unless there's, like, something really gripping about it or it's doing something really new or I just can't wait to finish a story or something like usually i fall off of those like I, I i play a lot of things for a short amount of time but i don't like keep coming back to them but this game is like so fantastic uh this is a devil may cry style like action game like uh a a like don't they call it like character character, character action, action usually um but the 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 major gameplay conceit is that everything is happening on a beat to the music um, and everything, like, the environment is happening. I, I don't even know how they did some of this. For, for example, the when you make the character uh, uh, walk, Chai is the main character. When you make him walk, he, he his footsteps, like, are to the exact, like, 4-4 four, four beat of the music. When he stands still, he snaps his finger to the beat. Um, the cat that you have is, like, pulsing to the beat. Um, everything in the environment, like it, like the initial level that you're in is a factory. And I think that that was like so brilliant. Like, I wonder whose idea it was when they were, you know, workshopping this idea of a action character action rhythm game to, to put it in a factory so that like the, the sounds of the factory are part of the music and the, the there's like pipes and stuff that are, that are making you know like musical noises shooting out steam shooting out steam belts moving it's it is such a cool Hanging concept on a trash can i've been playing have you, have you have you were you playing this on um deck or on computer on game pass on game pass it's great on then game what pass. is that you yeah what do you play you play it on the deck no i played it on my on my hands on my uh my pc oh played it on the deck but uh did you play it with a uh, controller or you played it with mouse and keyboard because i feel like uh a controller very, very controllery game yeah um wow this is like 
What, what did you think of this? What, did you finish this or? No, but I liked it when about, I played it. About how far are you? There was nothing to dislike in it. Uh, I was at the end of the lava level. All right. I'm a little bit further than you, um, but I'm having like such a good time with it. It's just, it's really interesting that, and I also feel like I'm getting so much better at it. There's, there's just so many things that I want to say that I, I like about it. Initially, like my biggest thing that I don't like about it is that at least up front, especially, I think a lot of the music is like serviceable, which is really weird because it's a music game. Um, but since everything has to be exactly the same, every single level, I was thinking that they were going to like switch it up and then have levels that are different timings, but that would really mess with like the combo structure and everything. Um, the way that the game plays because every single thing is happening on the beat. Enemies are attacking on the beat. So you can even see like, you know, enemies wind up and attack on the beat and the, the, uh, levels are going to the beat. I would wonder if like, you know, the idea for Hi-Fi Rush 2 would be that different levels have different time signatures, but, um, so the, a lot of the music, like, there, there is, um, licensed music, uh, there is a, some, like, Nine Inch Nails songs that I don't really particularly find that interesting, um, there, I, I, one of my favorites so far was by, um, Number Girl, a Japanese kind of, like, rocky band, um, a punk rock kind of band, uh, so a lot of the music, like eventually it gets a little, it gets better. Uh, but a lot of the music just feels like a little bit more in service of having to, um, you know, keep the beat of it. And I, and it, I guess that's fine. It, it's in, I don't know how this game came to be, but we, we talked about it a little bit. I think this is, um, Tango game works. So they're mostly known for, uh, evil within, right? Yeah. It's evil really within, weird. Evil within two. And what was the more recent one that they made? As in the in Tokyo, it had a very cool style to it. Ghostwire? No. Ghostwire Tokyo, right? That was them. Was that them? Wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. So I I just find it funny that this like Japanese developer made this game using all of this like Amer a lot of American dad rock. I, yeah. I like the idea that this is what they're into. It, it's a real departure. Like they, they're they're like this horror developer and they're like we just like dad rock it's really there's so much weird things about this game i feel like it, it really came out and blew up and it it, it doesn't feel like I, I i wasn't really this wasn't on my radar and i feel like this is probably on, not on most people's radars and to come out at 30 dollars at that price point and be this good i don't even know what really is making it at that price point it's it is i wonder if they were just like this is a long shot so we'll price it cheaper it is such or an incredibly like, and i i think also it gets to the point of like um what people think is worth 60 dollars these days maybe they were like this isn't like this giant open world games as a service game so it should be 30 dollars, which i don't think is fair yeah it's kind of but it's but still it's kind of wild people, because people charge 60 dollars for less games yeah see returnal it's kind of wild to um to, to sell it at that price point with how good it, it like it it is such a good looking game it like it looks gorgeous it uh, uh it, it really has got this timeless look to it 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 will always look good it's it, it, i mean it's cell shaded so it almost so like i i wanted to invoke like wind waker or something where where no matter how much gamecube ages you can always look at wind waker and say like yeah they went for a style here and the style is like completely 
timeless. So the, the game will, Wind Waker will never look bad. Even the, even the non-remake one doesn't look bad when you when you look back at it. And I think this is another one of those where it just it looks it has such a crazy style that it is so over the top and comic comicy and comic rock, sans ro- comic sansy and rocky and uh, it is really. So it like it looks gorgeous. It plays amazing. Like I, I just I, I am like so in love with how much they do. Um, cont- they keep just like adding mechanics that make the game even more interesting and fun. You get like partners you're able to call in. You get to the point where like I I, I really feel like the game is so fun that it's teaching me how to play it even better because I want to do more and look like cooler and have more fun playing it. And uh, it it, w- it was really like tough getting through the initial levels because you you have to like turn off your the part of your brain or just at least get used to the fact that since enemies are attacking on the beat um you don't have to like you know see the wind up of an enemy and like mash a dash because you can wait till that like next beat um to dash or parry or something um so it's just been like really fun getting into the 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 swing of things there's there's something this is one of the most immersive games I've ever played. It, I, 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 it really is like so immersive in this weird way because to, to start playing it, I was having some trouble with it and not really dying because I'm playing on normal, which I feel like is a little bit too easy, but I'm playing on norm. I was playing on normal. So it felt fine, but it, it, it's more that like, because every single thing is happening to the beat and like, you're timing your attacks and your movement to the beat and the environment is like moving and pulsing with the beat and like platforms are moving with the beat and enemies are attacking on the beat and all this kind of stuff that you just kind of like get so sucked into the timing and like the rhythm of things that that it really like does so much. Do you feel like you have like an immersive setup for gaming? I, but that's why that's what's crazy about it is I'm playing it on Steam Deck. I'm a lot of times I'll have like something going in the back, and I just I think that really quickly this game just like makes me tune out every single thing else and yeah. just focus completely. Have on you it. upgraded your your monitor? Uh, for my PC. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a newer monitor. I had a All monitor right. when I got uh the new PC for uh gotcha. for uh. You got Elden a new Ring. monitor then. Yeah, I got a new monitor for Elden Ring. I have HDR. What is it? Yeah, you have an HDR monitor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I so I run this game with um. I have my room is like a, a gamer zone right now. Uh, but I have reactive lighting, and HDR monitor. So, and in QLED, so it's like extremely bright. Uh, but it's also the lights are reacting to the beat of the music in this game, and they're changing with the environment. That's insane. So. I agree that like yes, and I'll have to show you this, but it, it is very uh, punchy and and colorful, and it feels very cool to have those colors like pulsing, and and for that I I feel like the better your setup is, like the better <laughs> that you're gonna love this game. Like if you've got like a nice set of speakers, uh, if you've got like uh, some reactive lighting, it, it really all all plays into it nicely. Yeah, but like I said, even on Steam Deck, I think it it is like so it just like warps you into that because you really have to completely get focused on this like doing every single thing to the beat. And I don't it's just been crazy because in the beginning it's like all my jumping and dashing like I could not get to the beat and now 
it's like I'm not thinking about that at all anymore, and I'm always like jumping and dashing and attacking on the beat and blocking on the beat. So it just like that kind of stuff is just absolutely wild. It is, it is such a cool experience. That you know, I haven't played a, a character action game where I see an, an enemy and I'm excited to fight it. But there's some like later game. I mean, like not late. I don't know how much further the game I, I, uh, that I have to play uh, is. I, I feel like I'm like a little bit more than halfway or so. Um, but there's some enemies where, like they they introduce like timing challenges. Um, uh, the the first ones that start doing it are like these turrets that like attack you on a in a rhythm and you have to like block them to this like rhythm and they have to like parry it you have to parry it in the the exact rhythm and then you start fighting these enemies where to to do like the finishing blow on them they'll do like a long string of like rhythmic parrying and i don't know why like it just feels so good like it is so exciting fighting those enemies and uh at the end when like you you parry like a 12 note kind of attack in in exactly in time and then like attack it just feels so good it is it is such a good feeling game this game is like fantastic it, the the price point for it is amazing and, the, and then the last thing i'd want to say about it is that, that there's a lot of people i've heard like the, some of the only negative stuff i've heard about it is that there is a lot of time between uh, fighting there is um and i i could see this going either way for me i actually like it a lot because it kind of reminds me of like the some of the older games like uh, like i think a lot of sure. people are, are like kind of get this nostalgic like feeling situation i remember in gears of war you're like running from like arena to arena and there's like stuff to see along the way oh i wasn't even talking i'm talking more about like you know banjo kazooie or something of like no. the, the environments are there's like a lot of collectibles there's a lot of like platforming but, but in between banjo, the that's the whole game like, yeah in banjo it's not about combat whereas this is like a a game where you're going from like fight and then you're going to an environment to a fight. And it's like the you're graded on the fights. So it really does feel like you're moving between like these different fights. And then there's like some stuff peppered between them. There gets to be a lot of stuff. Like those are long segments of like a lot of platforming collectible stuff, like and a lot of like finding hidden stuff and, they do a really good job with that. I think that they do a really I, good... I do like the fights more than I like the other stuff. And I did start to find some of the looking or... I, I don't have I don't have the, it in me anymore to collect things most of the time. Oh, I'm just loving that. For, for me, I guess it's like I I appreciate that a lot because I I think that when it's all of one or the other that it's easier to get sick of it. Um, sometimes like with uh devil may cry five i think was or six was the more recent one or five five right five was like the more recent one and um uh i think that when you're when you're spending a lot of time going from like fight to fight uh it can get a little bit draining but this game i think does a good job of like you have a fight you're like excited about it and everything and it worked and like you know you it, it felt good to do and like you enjoyed it and then you have like a good break between that where by the time you're getting up to the next fight you're like oh thank god like okay yeah like i i am definitely in the mood for that and then you're done with the fight and you're like okay i'm in the mood for more walking around and platforming so i feel like the pacing has been phenomenal um i i i for me it hits right i think but like i said i i was bringing it up because i for, i think for some people it's a little bit more it's a little bit much instead of like just going i mean if you really want to just like jump from jump to the next fight like you don't there's usually like quicker paths to that like you can usually not just 
you don't have to look around, but for me, like I, I, I like collecting everything and I like looking around and I like the environment. So, um, I, I don't feel, I, I, I don't feel like I can do that either though. Like I, I feel like I have to like get the stuff. Yeah. So I gotta you, so get you the feel stuff. like it's like FOMOing you into doing yeah. too much of the down, the, the downtime stuff and you're not enjoying yeah. it. You just want to go from fight to fight. All right. I mean, for, I, I, like I said, I can, I, yeah, I see how that could be the case for you, but for me that like, it is paced well. It is, it is. But working. I do like uh, collecting stuff when the stuff is procedurally generated. I like running through those procedurally generated worlds, possibly finding some equipment or weird stuff. Uh, so I played Returnal. Uh, I did too. Returnal is on the other end of the spectrum where it's $60. Yeah. And you wonder if $60 might be too much for this game. Maybe Returnal should be $30 and Hi-Fi Rush should be $60. But that's me. If I were more patient, I guarantee you that this game is going to be going on sale in a couple of months. But people, but I love a roguelite. And people who had the PS5 were talking this game up. And it lived up to the hype. It's uh, such a fantastic looking game. The vibe, the aesthetic, so interesting. Where you are this um this woman Astronaut kinda, and, and right? also there there are not a lot of games where you play as like a, a thirty to forty something woman. Yeah, that is uh, it, that is like a weirdly striking thing up front, and it is probably more concerning that it is when you first yeah, see this woman that is me not of, like uh, of Horizon from Apex Legends. She's not Similar like vibe. she's not like a bodacious, busty broad. You know what I mean? Like what what is going on? You just you see this woman and just like this is like a He's like a normal person. Like age-appropriate, normal-ass person. Like, what is going on? I'm not used to this in video games. Get this out of my video games. Well, it's such a cool idea is you crash land on this planet, you don't know what's going on, and then you find a corpse. But it's your corpse. Whoa. It's your corpse. Celine. And and then when you die, you realize that they're they're doing the Hades sort of situation of their, they're using the, the roguelite formula as part of the storytelling. And when your character dies, they're looped back. Yeah, so I like that being like a... I think it's cool that they have like a... Diegetic or... Yeah, diegetic kind of reasoning for that instead of it being like, yeah, I don't know, you're just losing and you're just starting over again. Yeah. And there are a couple of games that have done this. I mean, Dead Cells justifies it, Enter the Gungeon, uh, Rogue Legacy in in its own stupid way. And well, Rogue Legacy Super does that because it's you know the different gener- they they're saying that you died and that it's another generation. But how come the other people? How come all the NPCs look the same? Anyway, because so, because people grow up. Maybe it's like an ant kind of thing where they they grow up extremely fast. Like you become you reach maturity in that world in like days, and then you can have a child, and then you venture in an into hour. dungeon. Yeah. Uh. So, but Returnal, uh, it's it's got a great feel to it. There, it remind. It's interesting that this came came out around the same time as like uh, the Metroid Prime remaster, in a sense. Uh, and to me, this game feels like a a very mature version of like a, a Metroid Prime in terms of like the mystery and like the strangeness of this world. And you're going through it, and it's got kind of like this very eerie and creepy sci-fi vibe to it. And in this game, th- there there are a couple of scenes that do straight up feel like horror sequences this is almost like uh, that put you scene. into the into the into first person perspective uh that were very neat however however i i finished the game and i finished it in about 10 and a half hours 
Now, uh, and now, for me, I, I don't know. If, so, so I would initially say though that that that's a not an uncommon thing, right? Like, I mean, Hades, you can cut, you can finish it, like right in like fifteen hours or so, right? And then, but then you're supposed to keep doing it. Is there? Is there? I didn't feel incentivized to continue. I I did a couple more runs afterwards, and I didn't see new stuff. I know that there's like a couple of things and, and you know, the, the idea of it is the first time you play through the game, you clear three levels and that's act one. It loops you back and then you're in a different starting place and you play through three levels and then that's it. That's act two. Once you've finished act two, which is where I got to, you've seen all of the bosses and the environments. So act three is... Uh, you've pretty much got all your gear. You you have access to all of like the met. This game has like some Metroidvania elements of it where you get the ability to you get like a hook shot at one point. And once you have the hook shot, as you're going through the levels, and as you even if you like loop back, and as you're going through the game the first time, you'll notice that there are uh, parts of the map you can't access because you don't have access to this equipment. So you get the hook shot. Uh, you get the ability to go underwater. You get a few different things. Um, act three, you've seen everything. You have everything. And then from there, all that's left is uh, you can traverse the world to find a couple of collectibles. And if you get all of the collectibles, you get a secret ending. But that doesn't lead you to new or different content. It's it, you're, you're seeing the same things over again. And there's not like... Um, in, in Hades, they also had like this ascending difficulty level, and they don't have that in this. So it's going to be the same fights uh, with no modifiers to it. Uh, there is an endless mode, which is like a, a tower where you can keep climbing the tower, and that will get gradually harder and harder. The I, I did like, though, I did like the weapon system in this game where you find weapons, and each time they have more and more perks to them, and the perks are actually pretty dramatic in what they do. They, they change the weapons in some meaningful ways. So there's a pistol that you get early on, and it's kind of unremarkable, but some of the perks uh, give it the ability to ricochet shots, uh, to pierce shots, to have, like, charging Holy shots. missiles, right? And, like... You're thinking of the alternate fire, probably. Yeah, there, well, yeah, I think there's, like, a beam for that one, right? Uh, you're, yeah, you're thinking the alternate fires. I'm talking about the perks, which are passives. Uh, and these passives, you level them up. And once you level them up and master them, then you can start to see multiple of the passives um, on a gun. So a gun can have like up to four passives where it can be like piercing, ricocheting, and doing charge shots. And then on top of that, there's also the uh, what you were talking about, which is the alternate fire, which is kind of like your super ability where it's like a very dramatic and powerful shot that you're doing it. And then you're also finding like passive artifacts, which are doing things like when you dash, uh, there's an explosion or when you melee, it reduces your alt fire cooldown and things like that. So you, th there doesn't feel like there's like this remarkable synergy with artifacts. It, it does kind of feel like all of the artifacts are doing like this kind of small thing uh, but the guns are the star of the show where they can have really cool abilities, but they're not really interacting as much with the artifacts. Yeah. You could just like get a couple of artifacts that like feel good, 
but then like you have your powerful gun that is like the workhorse. Yeah, we've talked about this but, being like kind of. I I feel like I don't like that style of roguelike. Of me neither. You're getting things, and the guns are going to be fun, and you're gonna and and the runs are going to be different on paper, but they're not so different or so interesting that is like oh, I want to have a run where I have this poison artifact plus this poison gun and they all like spreads it. And I want to see like how that works. And okay, now I want to reset it and play with this different build. Like, I feel like it's more utilitarian. Like you find like, oh, I, I, I just like the assault rifle. It just feels good. You know, like um, I'm just, oh, okay. I had a good run where the assault rifle like had ricochet and piercing and like it, it things worked out for me. But like, I'm, and that doesn't mean that it's like a build. It's just like, yeah, it just was... I mean, this game just made me want to play Risk of Rain 2 again, so I just reinstalled that, and I've just been playing Risk of Rain 2 again. There is something that you, like, the game plays so well. I, I, I think that... It, it is great. It, it is, like, it super... It, it's a little stuttery on PC. I've had I had some stuttering issues, but uh, with the HDR, it looks it looks amazing on this monitor. Yeah, it looks, it looks so amazing. good. It, it plays so well. I think this was, like... this This game is at least a triumph in... I think it made me feel like we were. I was playing High Fire Rush and Returnal, and both of them feel like this this sadly rare thing where the developers seem to just be making a game that was like, what would be the most fun thing to add here? And I think that that kind of like rarely happens. Like this, there, there's something like the the walking speed in this game and like the movement speed in this game is like super fast. Like you you are like trucking around just like. Sp- full on like sprinting, jumping, dashing through the air, the um the the fighting feel like everything just feels like fantastic. Visceral. It's very visceral. Uh one thing I don't know if you mentioned is like the game is like almost bullet heavy, is bullet helly where yeah, a lot is. of the enemies and bosses are are shooting out waves of like large round projectiles that are coming at you and like pulses so you're you're having to like jump over certain attacks or like avoid a, a big wave of things very, very much like a 3d bullet hell. Um, so, so like it feels unique in, in that sense. And just the, the, the actual like playing of the game, I think is like super tight, super phenomenal. The movement and everything is just like, it is so good looking and feeling to play. Um, but, but actually I, I had some, I, I didn't play, uh, uh, as much of this as I wanted to, because there was a couple <laughs> So play I, it. I had a couple you know? problems. So one was I was on my uh, I was on my first run of it, and I didn't think that any of the fighting was that was was too difficult yet. And I made it through the first boss as like a as uh, like I sight read it. Um, then I got up to this like you know the um, Marsy looking sand level, and there's just part where like the rooms are procedurally generated. I don't know how procedurally ge- or how like random they are or how procedurally gen- gen- uh, generated the elements are, but uh, there's just part, there's just kind of like platforming thing that happens where um, there's this platform way high up and there's these like tentacles. And if you go near them, they'll like grab you and fully and like try to kind of like move you upwards and you can dash out at any time. So you can kind of use them to access high places where like this enemy, this like, you know, monster in the world is trying to like kill you and you can like use it to get up to a higher place but there was just like platform that was right next to it and the dash went too far for the platform there's something on the platform so i kept kind of getting like you know sucked up by this monster dashing out over missing the platform 
falling in this like lava thing and i died that way the first time so that's on me but also it was like a really weird thing of like was it supposed to be like that like was is there a better way to do that like why would you make this like was that that was was that like either was that like intentional or did something about the algorithm mess up where it just kind of put this platform a little bit too close to this thing and like it just wasn't working out good but anyway um, then I started playing another round. I get up to the second level again, um, and uh, I'm, I'm doing well, but then uh, I, I'm going to play something with someone else. And I feel like I did the right proper... The game is, like, very specific about when it lets you quit. So there was, like, a ton of times where, like, for whatever reason, like, it wasn't like I was in fights or doing anything, but the game, like, wouldn't allow me to su suspend the game. So I suspended it eventually. I feel like I These did everything. These runs are long, by the way. What? They're long runs. If yeah, you so... to try to do a whole run at once, very long. I suspend it, and I thought I did everything that, where you hold down circle, or you hold down a uh, space to suspend it, and I, I went back to the title screen and I exited out. Then I opened up the game, and it, it, it just had me start back at the beginning, and it was really weird. It was like, did you, like, lose my suspended thing? Is it... When it says suspended, was it just, like you know, it just saved what I had done so far. And it's like, no, now you're going to go, you still have to go back and do all that, like other stuff on a new run again. But that was really weird. Then I was playing. So then I was playing again, having lost like an hour uh, or like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of gameplay and you were watching. And then I had a fatal error. Like I was just playing in the middle of the game and just the game crashed and I had a fatal error and I lost all that. So it kind of was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll play Hi-Fi Rush. And then it's it's even more sad to hear that like it just doesn't go where I want it to go. And and then I I was getting the same feeling that you were getting where where it's a roguelike and I want to be excited about the rooms and think like oh this is a room where I get upgrades and this run I'm going for this build and I'm really excited to look for this upgrade. But everything just felt like it was just you know just like you said before it's just kind of like perks. It's like all stuff of like now your your dash explodes or something and it's like yeah that's, that's good but there's not really there's no synergy there there's nothing that's going to be you're not going to find the out of control build and that's like kind of why we play these right is like you like slay the spire being one of my favorite roguelike kind of games uh the whole idea is that you're playing it and you you want to go again no matter no matter how many times you finish it you want to go again because you want to see like how I, I I want I've never done a bleed build on this character. I've never done this kind of build. It's I've never like an engine builder. Yeah, I've never like started out like every time that you have a run like you're it's it's so unique what could happen and maybe you just start off the run and you just get like access to something to an, a relic you've never had before and now right away you're starting off like oh my god you know like I've never had this relic this early I can do these crazy things with the build and and this game just you know it's just more it doesn't really do that but that's not really the idea I guess. Uh, what else are you playing? Hogwarts Legacy, very uh, controversial, and I I think yeah. it, like it I I, I did not I play this that up front, right because my my philosophy on it is um J.K. Rowling's not an engineer, she's not a programmer, she's not an art designer, right? Like she she did one thing here, she designed the world of Harry Potter, but this game was made by hundreds of people, maybe maybe over a thousand people touched this game. And, and I understand the idea of, like, J.K. Rowling has said some fucked up shit. And, and she directly donates uh, to, you know, packs and things like that that are anti-trans. And that's, that's not okay. And that's not cool. But I think that not playing a game, uh, you know, that was designed by thousands of people, some of whom may be trans, 
people of color and, and, you know, all types of other classifications of human being. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem right to be like, I'm ignoring your work because, uh, this person gets a couple pennies of the $60, you know? <laughs> well, more than the pennies, but, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it is, get? it is really weird because like I have friends at work that were playing this game and literally, I, I, I don't know what it is. This game just feels it, like so toxic on, on like really like, I, I, this is the one time I'm going to say this. Cause I feel like in most cases, I, I, I hate to say this, but it's like a both sides kind of thing. I mean, I, I, we, we are always like in the, the side of like inclusion and everything. Um, and we are, you know, not the best people always to talk about this kind of stuff. So, so I mean like that we're, we're not going to have like the best or hottest takes, but that being said, there's that whole, like, there's no real ethical kind of consumption under capitalism kind of thing. And that, yeah, if like, you don't, don't, it's stupid to say, but you could be playing dozens of games where, uh, somebody who worked on it uh, did sexual assault, right? Like they were. You could have been playing. Game. Like they are. They're a bigot, right? You, you could have been playing whatever that recent game was. You could be watching Rick and Morty. Uh, like yeah, but, it, but even more so than that, like so many people. Like what I'm saying is, so many people, un people you don't know the names of, touched these games, right? Like were involved, profit off of you playing them. There are bigots and racists all over, and they're not just like J.K. Rowling, right? Yeah, and then so, and then I think so, I think exa- no, you're I exactly right. You. There is there is no ethical consumption under capitalism because too many hands are involved in everything that we do. It's impossible to to avoid it. You know, one day you're a vegan, and the next day you uh you work for for big pig. I I, you work I just for thought big cattle. It's just like so interesting to me the way that this game is so mired in in all of this that that my i i have a a a trans friend at work that specifically is that is playing this game doesn't even really like harry potter potter that much and is enjoying the game and whenever i ask how this game is going their reaction is always like so, so you know like i you know I'm playing the game, but like I know the thing about the goblin, <laughs> the goblins being a racist stand-in for Jews. And it's like, but I'm not asking it. Like that's not the game. Like it's so weird. I don't, I can't even remember the last time that it was like, oh, you playing the new Final Fantasy? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm not a racist, but I am playing the new Final Fantasy. Like when do games? When when is the last game that like came with such a caveat that you're not allowed to just be like, yeah, I'm having a good time with the game? Because I the, can't think the, of one. there's so many weird ass like other. There, there, so there's like all these different weird controversies. There was one I guess by there are times where where things happen with like Blizzard games, or with like um, Borderlands. There was like people are like, oh, Randy Pitchford's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, but do you always? But how often has it been like this is like the complete reaction to this? I think even it's not. I've asked people like, oh, what are you playing? Then they say, oh, I'm playing Overwatch, and they don't have to like apologize for it. I don't know why there's You're such an apology. Overwatch, but I feel really bad about how much people work and how people. Yeah, and 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 about, the, it, about it should all be, the women on the team, and and it should be noted that like they tried very hard. I at least I think that they mostly tried pretty hard to like, you know, they they don't have a, a they have like a pronoun kind of thing. They have uh like you can you can make people of different color, so it doesn't. One of the first people that you like interact with is this like uh is a trans barkeeper. But they like, named them Sarona. Which people little... were surprised when I came back to Hogwarts and I was a witch instead of a wizard. Serona. And, and, and it's stuff like that. Like the world, 
of wizarding in this game is like, this is going to sound fucking stupid, but it's too inclusive. Like this is the 1800s and all of these people are here and they're all getting along. It's the 1800s. I, 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 wait, hold on. How is it the 1800s? Because I thought like there's like, there's Weasleys and stuff, right? There's Harry's up in the mix. Yeah. It goes way back. Wait, but Harry Potter is Harry Potter is in the 1800s. It's not Harry Potter is not in this game. But th- so no this Harry is like Potter. these are ancient Weasleys. Yes. Damn. There there was some like long winded racist steam review of like th- these th- these people were in the psych wards where they belonged in this time and and st- this is not area appropriate and there's it's not and it's and neither, it's, it's and psychotic also toilets. Yeah, it's so, psychotic on both sides because so it's like you're a fucking when, weird when asshole bigot. But it is, but it is weird when you look at stuff that gets like it, it's almost because stuff like that almost has this weird. To me, it has it goes the other direction where where if you're trying to say like, oh, it's the 1800s and everyone was like so inclusive and in talking about their pronouns at the time that it 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 undoes like so. It, it, it's just like such a whitewashing of it of like yeah yeah that yeah no that wasn't a problem don't don't worry about it wizards were like there was half the half of hogwarts was black back then and it's like yeah well what happened because they're not black in in harry's time so like where where did they go yeah and that's that is the weird thing about this game where it is like it is and it also talks about like consumption under capitalism of like this game is supporting somebody who has these anti-trans beliefs, but it's doing it under the guise of being like this very welcoming and, and very like liberal and like friendly place. So it, so I, I can imagine that this is a game that pisses off everybody. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is it's so weird? It's like both sides. Like I've I've heard so many weird complaints of of there's the, there's the side that's like you shouldn't be that we've been talking about of that like you shouldn't be supporting J.K. Rowling. There's all this insanely racist shit in in Harry Potter. And by the way, like that has been there. That's not Cho Cho Chang is not new. The the one black kid. Wait, at what's the wrong school, with Cho Chang? Cho Chang is the only Asian at the school, and her Which name is cool as hell. Her first name is like her first name is Korean, and her last name is Chinese. She just it's just two different Chi- Asian noises next to each other. It would be like it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's not like she she doesn't that. have like an appropriate name, and it's 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 really like it's it's not even like Cho Chang is not even far off from being like Ching Chong and being like, well, why would you name someone that? That's fucking insane. <laughs> That's insane that you would name someone. And that Cho Chang is a weird name. Then there's then the one black kid is named Kingsley Shacklebolt, which is just like, why would you have Shackle? Why do you, you don't know this? Am I is this no. new information to you? That's new information to me. There's a black kid at the school named and he's the only one. His name is Kingsley Shacklebolt. And then and then the other thing that that like it, that it was like was there the whole time that is like insane to me that I realized at some point as like a teenager was that the banks are controlled by tiny bent over little hook nosed monsters that only care about money. And then the only one that we're really introduced to in the books actually betrays Harry for money because his race only cares about money and controls all the money. And I mean, you know, right. Hmm. 
Like, these books were never great. Like, J.K. Rowling was like... It, it, it's just one of those things where, where it's just weird to look back at J.K. Rowling now. And, like, are all these people who were reading Harry Potter, like, reading these kind of things, just being like, yeah, little hook-nosed goblins that love money and, like, control the control the world behind the scenes. There's nothing r- weird about that. And then they see, finally, like, the turf stuff comes out, and they're like, wow, J.K. Rowling, you've been, like, saying some fucked up stuff all along. It's like, yeah, what about... All this other stuff. What about like Cho Chang and Kingsley Shacklebolt? Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yeah. All right. Well, let me read you a uh, a, a clickhole quote from Daniel Radcliffe. All right. Daniel Radcliffe, actor of Harry Potter, is falsely quoted on clickhole as saying, "Obviously, she said a lot of frankly disgusting things. I vehemently disagree with, but ultimately." The world that she created and the way that fans have connected with that world over the years is something that transcends anything she's said or done. And that's about flow from progressive. (laughs) Yeah. But it is it is appropriate. And and I and I you know what? Like I will put my slight, you know, wavering bending flag in the sand for the fact that like there is truth to that. And there are so many people who grew up with Harry Potter of all like shapes and sizes and everything. And that is still like a kind of wondrous and interesting world and everything. And I, I totally understand someone saying like, I, I like this franchise. I want to do there. There hasn't been a game that has done this to this level. Right. There hasn't been a game that did this like super open world. There, there, there have been Harry Potter games and they actually were pretty good. Um, like hmm. they're, they were, I don't know if you played, there was, there was a, uh, I believe like a Chamber of Secrets, uh, Harry Potter game on GameCube maybe. And, um, uh, I remember it being like, at having a lot of this kind of stuff that I like, it was, you were going to classes, every class was like, you know, teaching you different gameplay oh, elements. you want to talk about the game? Yeah. I mean, there's a game. You can talk about Did, the game. Was there a game or, or, or it's just this thing? I've been playing the game. I played, I played some of the game. I'm, I, I play like 20 hours of the game. Similar to, uh, I played the first couple of minutes of, 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 uh cyberpunk how is the genital slider in this game none zero none you don't you don't get to hang big dong in this game or or not no not at all okay all right none at all really makes you think that this game is anti-male when you think about it yuck yuck it's a cool world (laughs) it's a a great world and it, and it feels it feels good to move around in i was really satisfied with the way that your character moves uh i was really i really like the, the how quickly you mount the broom and how how you could kind of make it come like like you, you can oh make you it mount it and you can just make anywhere. it come you can make it show up pretty much anywhere in like a really nice way uh it, there there is like a little bit of like open worldiness to this game where is it jank or uh, when, yeah, it's actually one of the least janky open world games I've played. Uh, it's definitely more on the Assassin's Creed side than on the um, like Elder Scrolls side. But but there is stuff where it's like you're walking, you go to Hogsmeade, and your character's like, I can't think of any place as cozy as Hogsmeade, but you got to go to Hogsmeade quite a few times, and every time you go there. Your character doesn't think any place could be as cozy as Hogsmeade. I don't think any place would be as cozy as Hogsmeade. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, and there's this one courtyard 
where your character keeps saying, I've got to keep an eye up on high places for Zenobia's gobstone. <laughs> what? <laughs> to keep, Who is Zenobia? Uh, Zenobia is a student and she lost her gobstones. Gobstones. I feel she like lost her gobstones. I feel like there's the words there students, that like those are like the other four words I don't understand. They took her gobstones and they hid her. They hid them from her because nobody <laughs> wants most... to play with who are these video no game bullies? Who are these video game bullies that aren't just like, oh, I took all your Pokemon cards and I threw them in the river. They're like, ha, I took your Pokemon cards and scattered them equally around different high point areas. You'll have to climb to the top of the slide, the top or of the tree. Or you'll have to ask somebody else to do it for you. Like, what is that? And your character can be really fucking rude. So you can complete the quest and be like, I'm not giving you your gobstones back. This is These are fucking stupid. <laughs> Well, you could also be like, why would I give you, I did, you didn't do the effort, like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, Zenobia. Why are you, why are you making me this go do your- you be, like, pretty mean. And it's, Can't and you it's do, really, you can do, like, the, the killing funny. curses and stuff, right? You can yeah, you could do, people. you could have a cadaver or whatever it is. Avada Kedavra. Yeah, there you go. You're a, you're a Harry Potter head. I grew up you're with Harry Potter. Head. I mean, my, my, like, I, I was my mom read the first Harry Potter to me when I couldn't read as a kid because I was illiterate and you were a slow, a slow learner. No, I just was, I it was just, when did you it come out? It was, like, it was like 96 or something like that. I was like six years old. Hmm. Yeah. I, I started reading Harry Potter when the second book came out. So I'm kind of, I was kind of ahead of the, ahead of the curve. Um, the spells feel cool. You have a lot of spells. 97. Mm -hmm. I came out when I was seven years old. Oh, there's not 97 spells. I think there's like 23 spells. Crucio. Um, 19 of which I think are combat spells, and you can have like 16 of them equipped at a time. But if and so the the combat is cooldown based. Uh, you're cycling through spells. There is there, is there a spell that cancels people? Uh, yes. I think I guess that's that would kind be of a Vodka Dabra, right? What the pulso maybe cancel someone? It stops them from accelerating. It stops all accelerating. So if, if there's like a an ogre Summit. charging at you, you could depulso them and stop them in their tracks. An ogre is, is accelerating towards the White House. <laughs> you must there's repulso a, there's them. A, wow, we're getting real political. There's, so there's... um. How can you not? A lot of the spells end up doing some of the same stuff. Uh, and that's like kind of unsurprising where it's like, all right, so this one deaccelerates them. How this do you... Did, okay, I, what I've seen from this is it looks not fantastic i've been waiting for a game that makes like spell casting fun how do you cast spells are you like is there something that you're doing or are you just kind of like choosing just press from one it's just, just a press button? one you, you cast your one your spell in one when you learn the spell you learned the wand movement but you never really touch that again okay so but okay so there's nothing it's not like you're in combat and similar to like a sorcerer from like uh invoker or something you're having to do like Okay, I do left, left, up, and then I invoke Crucio, or nope. something. You're just you're just picking. You're just pressing. This game pressing is for casuals, all right. That's really press lame. One. I, I, I remember Expelli just Armis. I Expelliarmus. It's Leviosa. Uh, like, so you've got your yeah. I've, you've I've got your like interruption spells. You've got your damaging spells. There's um. You've got like your protection spell, and then you could stupefy after a protection and spell. And Gorjo. Parry and stun. Uh, there's a lot of like alchemy and like you craft different types of potions, like uh, stone skin potions, invisibility potions, and there's like uh, deployables with like a uh, herb that you learn through like the herbology class where you could like <laughs> from for me out, those like, are deplorables. 
uh, uh, like a like a mandrake or something, right? So they just like scream at your enemies and stun them. So they find a way to really like um, gamify a lot of the stuff that you're you would like, you know, do with magic. And I thought that was pretty neat. Like the the teachers and everything are like they're cool. It, it, it's funny going from uh, Marvel Midnight Suns and then going to this, where it's just like, wow, you're the chosen one. Wow, you're you really catch on fast. Is that oh, is, are you are you like the the Mary Sue of this world where everyone you're just like perfect and everyone loves you and they want to be your friend? Yes. What's also, your, what, do you have a name or do, do uh, my character's name is Jimmy Magic? Do they do they ref, they they don't refer to you that way? So they just so it's one of those things where they're just like, hey, what's yeah. up? You're the coolest. You're the new. You're the new fifth year. And then and then when people people have to talk around you, they're like, he's doing so well. Yeah, yeah. he's doing great. Yep. Who are we talking you about? You're the you're the uh, fifth year that came in on the fifth year. It, it's a good looking game though. It's a it's really cool world. It does feel like a real museum of Harry Potter and of like that world. It, it's it, it. I've never been able to really imagine what Hogwarts would be like. What it would be like, shaped like. Same thing with like Hogsmeade. Like look, watching the movies and even reading the reading the books less so, but definitely with the movies, you don't really get a sense of the connectedness of the castle. And and I think that that's the most impressive thing about this game is just that it, it feels like a museum. It feels like an experience where you're like walking through this and, and, and seeing all of the things that you heard uh, described in the, in the books. And I think that that's an impressive. What, uh, what house did you get sorted into? Uh, Ravenclaw. That, that's a very but, appropriate. I think that's an appropriate one. But it didn't feel um, like that had a lot of impact on the game. Also, I and this is I, I feel like they didn't really lean into it either because you're kind of mingling with people of all classes of all the different houses in this. Um, and, and everywhere that you go, you're like seeing like people of different houses hanging out. And that is not how they made it seem in the original. Oh no! Right, we like Slytherins like, I feel don't like hang all out with the those Slytherins were. Doors. I feel like all the Slytherins were just slithering, right? Yeah, they but just now, we, like, they don't even my, use our legs. My BFF in this game is a Slytherin. He's just like we're we're buddies. I want your help. We're gonna sneak into the restricted section of the library, and you're like, oh, that's really Slytherin. And then he's like, because I'm looking for a medicine for my sister who's too sick to come to school, and you're like, that doesn't sound very Slytherin. And then he's like, but I'm going to sell it to her and she won't have the, the amount of money to pay for it. And if she doesn't, I'm going to break it in front of her. And you're like, wow, that sounds very Slytherin. And be like, but I'll always have a backup because I don't want her to be hurt. And it's like, oh, that also, I don't, I can't tell you, I, I don't understand your character. You really could go either way. Wow. Overall, uh, like maybe like a six or a seven out of 10. Neat. Anything else? Yeah. Why not? Uh, hmm. I mean, then at least let me make something up. I've been playing Super Mario 3. You seen we can one? end it on that if one? you want. It's an no. hour and thirty. I've I've been I've been thinking about uh, like a dragon Ishin. Oh yeah, John's been playing that. It looks good. It has a really cool uh, system of <clears throat> well, you know that it's like the stand space combat, but it also has a sort of like assists and which are done through like these collectible cards, and you could get like four different cards per stance. So you're just like shuffling between all these like different assist cards that you get, and they're all just like. Yakuza layers of ridiculous. That game looks pretty cool. 
And then I've coming been... up this week, we've got Wo Long. We've got uh, Return to Castlevania, uh, which is the new Dead Cells. Atomic expansion. Hearts. Atomic Hearts. That, that game's out. You could play that. Yeah. I was going to play that maybe next week. I've been playing a lot it's of... It's on Game Pass. I've been playing a lot of Grand Blue uh versus uh in in preparation because i because the grand blue rising um grand blue is getting a big update and i'm really excited about it because it, it's really uh, i think it's this uh summer uh, i'll see if i can get the the actual release date for it but um uh or or i'm not even sure it might just be like a quarter four kind of thing and like they don't have like a release date i'm not yeah i don't know it, uh, open beta for the tournament an open beta tournament for Grand Blue versus Rising will be held at Evo 2023, so it might be shortly, it might be like the end of this year. But um, uh, I've been excited about it. Uh, uh, I think that it it actually is like weirdly a like pressure cooker of like I hope that everything kind of goes right with this because when Grand Blue versus first came out, uh, I think most people in the fighting game community really really liked it, but the big issue at the time was COVID and. Uh, Grand Blue released and had uh, delay-based netcode, so so people so normally the kind of thing that would happen when where a game is ba- has bad netcode but is a good game um, is usually kind of held up by the fact that everyone is like meeting at these locals and majors and you maybe like maybe people like myself who who like fighting games a lot would just consume a lot of grand blue uh tournament content and then go online and you're like damn the online is not great but like this game is still good and i want to go like meet up with friends or go to a local to try and play this game um but but you know that wasn't that was impossible and the online was kind of impossible so there's a lot of things that that kind of hurt this right out the gate but the actual gameplay of it was always kind of lauded it it is a really slower i think it like for me it kind of has like the best of both worlds in a way that i kind of wanted out of dnf where it's uh the characters are very anime very like unique and interesting and flashy the way that you see more so an anime versus a grounded more grounded like street fightery game or 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 like maybe mortal Kombat or something but the game is extremely extremely footsies and slow like a street fighter so like it's kind of more what i thought maybe dnf would be um they also have like these easy inputs uh that dnf has so i think they were like the first ones to have this like ability button um where you uh all of your attack all of your special attacks are like mapped to like ability button in a direction but the unique thing about this game is that um they're uh the the uh, the moves the special abilities you have are have a light version a medium version usually the light and medium versions do two different things obviously and then the the heavy version is the ex version you know for for uh for that would be yeah. in like other games where like you know the 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 dragon punch reversal for the other ones won't be invincible on the light and mm-hmm. mediums ones with the the ex one the heavy one will be but the kind of really cool thing about this game is that um it puts it on a cooldown you don't have access at all to that ability for a certain amount of time um and if you do the ability version the easy input it, the the cooldown is slightly longer but even if you do like the actual dragon punch if you do the dragon punch the heavy version the ex version of it uh you're locked out of using that move and it's it's a really cool interesting way of of doing that cooldowns in fighting games i haven't really seen anything that's like don't doing that especially that being like the major conceit of it so you see like things of like you know the fireball wars happening both people are sh- are, are throwing their fireballs and like the fireballs are clashing and then someone uses ex fireball and it breaks through the clash and hits the other person and, like you know knocks them gets them like a, sno- a soft knockdown but now if they don't like pressure or you know go in that uh the other person now still has their fireball and the other person doesn't have access to fireball for like 
five to seven seconds. I, it, I don't know. But um, that's really interesting. I think that's really cool. I have like a cool way of doing things. And like I said, so, it's a so very who like... Do you, who do you think that uh, this game is for? I know it's kind of like a silly question, but... I, I think it, it's... Uh, I think that, to other fighting games. Like I said, I, I think that it is actually like a really good... It, 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 I think that it is it plays more like street fighter i think that like people who play anime games and like solely and maybe don't understand some of like the the footsies or with punishing kind of stuff that is like really you know more of like a street fighter thing um might be kind of like surprised to see this game that that looks like their game but isn't their game um and uh, uh so i think that it's a little bit uh for both and uh that like i i think that it, it it it's it's a lot for me specifically because i you know was playing more like street fighter and grounded grounded kind of fighters but then recently like the games that i've been doing better and and you know adopted the the uh um rollback netcode have really generally been these anime games and one thing I really liked about the anime games and, and like, you know, Blaze Blue being like a big one of these and Uni, uh, Uniel and stuff like that is that the characters are usually so unique. In, in Street Fighter, the characters, and, and I'm kind of like seeing this with the Street Fighter 6 trailers, is that from a theoretical and like a top-down standpoint, a lot of the characters' kits are like, they have this and that of like you're picking and choosing like what they have of like... Yeah, there's a lot of characters that have a projectile, and there's a lot of characters that have, you know, a, a dragon punch. But the things that make the characters unique is the way that it all kind of comes together, and, like, the buttons and the frame data on it. You you feel, in that game, it's, like, so grounded and slow a lot of times that you, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm excited about Ken because he has a faster projectile. So you, like, the projectile war zoning is maybe more fun or some. Ken is actually, I think, not as... is, is a little bit more rushed down in this game. But... The, the point being is that, like, the things that separate the characters, that they, the tools that they have are, like, they give people a projectile, and that means that they want you to use it, and it's, like, you know, the, like, it's useful in these kind of matchups, whereas in anime, a lot of the abilities can be, like, so out there and weird of, like, this character just has this thing that no one else in the cast has like you know no one Tager magnetizes people and nobody does that like well I guess like uh that one girl does but um uh like like a lot of the characters have like their unique kind of thing and like this game kind of does a little bit of the best of both worlds of like these this amazing cool art style the characters just like look so and you just look at them and you're like that character's for me or that character's not for me love the aesthetics love the design of the kit and everything but it's a lot more grounded and it's a lot more like you know slow street fighter walking back and forth trying to whiff punish um but that's a lot about this game um i've, been, I've just been playing it a lot and really enjoying it but i think that it's it's really cool i want to see the 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 situation that kind of arises from rising because you you think about this game that came out and generally everyone likes it and it's really well received gameplay wise but it never got its chance to shine because covid happened and it was delay based net network uh, uh, uh matchmaking then now rising is going to come out a big big update that is going to include everything in the past right so it's going to be like an immediate onboarding and include all the dlc and new characters and rollback netcode and like you know major system changes and everything so i think it'll be like really interesting to me that a lot of people's first experience with this game that is like generally lauded is going to be this like really robust version of it. It's kind of like it, it like it's like thinking about if like Valorant came out and like the matchmaking something was like completely busted and didn't work for like two years and then they just got it 
working now. And then instead of having that like initial launch launch roster and like some of the balancing problems or like the lack of maps or something, it's like now suddenly people are playing it and there's all this extra stuff. Like it's all really filled out. It's like really interesting to think because the, the initial that was another problem with the Grand Blue roster was I think it was like a really tiny like maybe an eleven person uh, character roster and now it's like really filled out much bigger and there's like more stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see that like they're doing so much for it and i hope that like that works you know like this play uh uh works i've just been having a really good time with it it's a really good fighting game um but uh but i, I can't wait to see what it's like with a uh, delay bait with a uh, uh, rollback and with the new characters and the new system changes and everything i mean and... we'll have to see if there's room for other fighting games once uh street, street fighter, fighter 6. 6 comes out i'd like to believe that uh everyone will play it anything else that's it for now that's it i for mean now. i've been playing a lot of risk of rain too i recommend it you should play Risk of Rain too, right? I should. I wonder how it would work on the Steam deck. On the Steam deck, it would work well until uh, later late stages, game. and it gets more. Once it gets wild. to like uh, 70, 60, 70 minutes, it would start to get a little outrageous. But uh, it'll it gives you the uh, what you're looking for in a in a roguelite. For what sure. is our what is our new? I feel like we had a new sign off in this episode. Oh my god! Wasn't there something we got to write it down. There was a, we had a really funny. There was a really one. funny it was one, right? So funny. Oh, it's it it so funny. It I just can't up. remember. Oh, I can't remember so it at all. People who people who listen to the podcast at this point, so, someone someone tell me, Rob, someone someone get on it. Tell me what what was the funny thing that we said. We said something What's funny. This, we had such a good sign. It May, was, what, May, what was the was thing like, that we said? We said something. Yeah. We said there was something like really funny earlier on. It was like, but I guess till then we just don't have it. I don't know. Yeah, we don't have it. Thank you, Ryan Gowan. Crying. This is the first time I've mentioned Ryan Gowan crying. This episode. Thank you, Ryan Gowan. Crying. Nope. Not crying. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Thanks, crying. Oh, no. Uh, uh, thank you, Ryan Gowan and Bumpier for the hit song, um, You Can Get Bumpier? It, off the new it's album. The new album, Pop Songs new. 2020. New album just popping out right now in the year of our Lord, 2023. Pop Songs Thanks, 2020. Michelle. Get it right now um, on YouTube where you can find links to all their merch. WTDG podcast. That's what you just listened to. Maybe you find us on Twitter at sign WTDG podcast. Tell me the funny thing I said. What Maybe I say? you found us we, we on our website, WTDGpodcast.com, where you could download episodes. I don't know why you want to. Just listen to it on a stream and then delete delete it, and then there's no paper trail. And then re-download or, it. And speaking of the, those uh, streaming services, maybe you got us on Spotify or iTunes or your favorite rss feed we're coming to game uh, pass next month actually you could you could like thumbs up the show or subscribe to the show or whatever it is i don't know what people do these days we're on youtube just kidding <laughs> no youtube we should be though is this the third 300th episode i don't know this is this is the 10-year anniversary did you know that it was it was february today it was february 2013 was when we when we started i don't know when the day is it, it probably passed actually but but happy anniversary it, happy anniversary this, I got uh, you this. This is, this is, is the Diamond anniversary. Some, this is older than some uh, Hogwarts Legacy players. This is going to be two, 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 nine, nine, two, two, 299. Wow. Wait, wait. Yep, 299. So there you go. Next episode is 300. Let's just start over. Yeah, look let's at the funny... Do, remember the funny thing the, and put it back here. Let's do all of the episodes uh, starting over again. Okay, so we'll do Minecraft. We're going to start with Minecraft. And, and I think that was, that was the first one, right? Minecraft? Yeah. Okay, Minecraft. Minecraft is the next episode. Next time. Make sure you play some. Play some. I'll play some Minecraft.